All right, so this is actually part two of the last part uh, where I was talking about going back and forth with a particular Protestant uh, and how they tend to deify their own understanding of Scripture and honestly act very pridefully. Uh, unable to even understand somebody else's side. And ultimately, when you push them on things, they just try and shut down the conversation. Obviously, this is not every single Protestant, but when it comes to online forums, especially where one of them has authority, this seems to be uh, kind of the case. So um, where we last left off, I basically left her with this. I said, it took us 24 hours to go from you praising my willingness to submit to your admin's legit authority to banning me and blocking me. Let that sink in. Uh, also, and I told her I was changing her name uh, and I was going to shoot that first video. She later messaged me back. She says, I marked you because you could not accept anything that I was saying. I could easily refute everything you wrote. It's not difficult because the truth always trumps. And she doesn't, I mean, she literally, if you saw the last video, didn't respond to hardly anything I actually said. She just kept labeling or, or um, slinging accusations at me, uh, most of which I actually dealt with very directly. And then she would just say, well, no, you're wrong. Uh, and that's really as deep as it went. She said, I can see from your response that you've lost your teachable spirit. You go on a rampage with so much error. Uh, and I was just about to start reciting it when I heard God say, mark him. So I did. He loves you. I love you through him, but you're closed off to him. Uh, and he will not go against your will. Neither will I. Uh, until you're truly willing to hear him, you're marked. This is so sad, and I never blocked you. I just muted you. I used the wrong word. I, I, and actually, she's remuted me for the third time as of today. So I was actually driving, I think, when I did this, and I dictated. I said, here's the thing. You're telling me how closed off I am to God, but I don't think that someone who is closed off from God could be as patient, loving, and peaceful in the midst of multiple people slandering him and blocking him. There was a third admin that I've not even brought up to you yet who kept deleting my posts as well. I'll... I'll be, I'll bit, oh, I think I said, I'll admit, the human side of me got a little snarky to be sure, as I admitted in the last video uh, and in the posts to her. But I feel that if you think about it and search your heart, you'll see that I've been loving and gentle in all of this, following what St. Peter says, you know, uh, giving a reason for the hope that lies within us with uh, gentleness and reverence. If you read the words I wrote to you, you see every single word is about Jesus Christ, even the ones that sound like they're about Mary. In the dialogue that we have had, you have presented some scriptures, and I have presented some scriptures, and you are telling me definitively that your interpretation is correct, but I don't think you have any scriptural basis. I think, again, I dictated this to do that. And you have not yet been able to address even my most basic points. I shot a whole video about our conversation. I would urge you to watch it just to see it from my perspective, which is, again, the aforementioned video. I keep coming to you in humility and patience, trying to have an open dialogue. I'm not closed off from the truth, but something inside of you is lashing out at me. I know you think it's the Lord telling you to mark me, but I'm telling you right now, it's not. That said, thank you for clarifying on the mute versus block. When the week is up, I may rejoin the group. I may not. I feel like I'm talking to a brick wall, but I've definitely met people already who understand what I'm saying. And they see, uh, what they see is that I, ex let's see here, and what they see is what I experience on a regular basis, that one side, namely the Protestant side, tends to distort what the other side teaches, namely the Catholics. Meanwhile, the Catholics, and to a lesser extent, Orthodox, uh, they're, they're not, there's a few of them in the group, uh, tend to accurately depict what the Protestants teach. As an outsider looking in, that was enough to let me know that the muddled voices that represent Protestantism, uh, which doesn't have anyone to clear, clarify a teaching, clearly defined a teaching, uh, was probably not what Jesus intended for his church. And I went into this a lot in that last post. I gave her a big, long post about, you know, Catholics will say, well, we believe A and B and Protestants believe X and Y. And then the Protestants will say, well, 
yeah, yeah, we do believe X and Y, but it makes sense because, you know, C and D and the Catholics, you know, they believe A and B, but A and B are wrong because square and circle. And so they literally like start making stuff up out of nowhere. Again, go back and watch the video if you want to see that. Um, but this is something I found when I was investigating uh, Christianity in general, and I kept finding that one side, uh, and obviously not everybody, there are definitely very reasonable Protestants out there, but one side would continuously make claims that the other side did things that the other side clearly said, no, that would be wrong if we did it and we don't do that. Um, and the fact that they simply can't follow along led me to believe that what is behind them ultimately is is a lie. And the funny thing is you can't point to any particular Protestant church that represents Protestantism because nobody has a clear understanding of what it is because there is no clear understanding because it's literally me and my interpretation of the Bible. Luther and his, Calvin and his, Swingley and his, uh, many modern day Calvinists will say Calvin was wrong about certain things, right? Uh, many modern day Lutherists, Lutherans will say Luther was wrong about lots of things. Uh, so you have this constant splintering and factioning of the church. And it's the hard thing is to get people to see that. The hard thing is to get people to see that Jesus wanted us to be one and that's a clear, visible one. The The best way to do that is to somehow entice people, in my opinion, to read church history, read early church history, um, and explain to them it's their history, right? Hey, this is the martyr church, the first 200 years. You should read them, right? No, it's not scripture, but this is your history, and uh, you know you should you should give it a read. See see what the martyr church had to say, because of course they are almost unswervingly uh, Catholic uh, in everything from the papacy to the sacraments and and all stops in between. Anyway. Uh, so I said, you spend a lot of time listening to folks outside of the church, talk about the church, and no doubt you believe the things that they've said, but you are being misled. You are being told lies, whether intentionally or unwittingly. Uh, I can definitively say we do not worship Mary. We simply don't. Worshiping any human creature is idolatry, and the church has stood against that for 2,000 years, but anyone who tells you otherwise is lying. They may mix some truth with the falsity to make it go down better, but anyone who tells you we are worshiping Mary is simply wrong. I would rebuke anybody who worships Mary. All Catholics would. However, we see incredible divine beauty in poetry written throughout human history, all pointing towards Jesus, and one of the places that beauty and poetry is most heavily concentrated is his mother. We do not worship Mary, but understanding who she is helps us to understand the beauty of everything God did in the drama of salvation. To which he said, gosh, wanderer, you write a book, which I thought was kind of a funny response. I even gave it a little laughy face. I said, I dictate. My main internet, my main internet is out. This was a week ago. I was waiting for a new router to come in. So voice of text is way faster on a mobile device. She says, either way, I don't have the time in the world. I'm dealing with lots of things. I said, so deal with those things. I don't need a response or at least not an immediate response. Just pray for me. I'll pray for you. That's it. And that seems like a pretty fair place to leave it. And, uh, she had more to say, though. She said, the problem with your way of doing things is that you throw a boatload of information. Refuting it turns into a circus. And I get that. Uh, it's very, very common in Protestant circles to, to do what's called shotgun apologetics. The difference is when you do Protestant apologetics shotgun style, you're like, well, you guys worship Mary and worship the Pope and think he can say whatever he wants. And you think the Eucharist is really Jesus and you worship saints. And there's like 15 different topics there. Whereas when I give an answer, you know, there's multiple parts to the answer. And I even make that point right here in a second. He says, you need to deal with one thing at a time. You don't make a whole video and we deal with that. That's just not a good thing. I said, well, the problem is one statement of false may have three or four different issues with it. So I try to be thorough. Works better at times in a, in a better form than Facebook. Facebook's not a very good forum for keeping track of discussions. She says, it doesn't matter. It's all confusing and makes it 10 times messier. 
I said, well, I'm using our conversations, not just yours, uh, but all of them to help me understand the big questions people have. And then I'm making content like this video right here you're watching uh, that I can later refer people to. It may not always work well in the context of Facebook forms, but on YouTube or when people ask for more clarity on something, it gives me something to point them towards. And I've had multiple people on the Facebook platform, even in this particular group, as well as on YouTube, uh, those of you watching here, um, thank me for it. And then I give it line from St. Paul, I plant Apollos Wattos, it's the Holy Spirit that makes it grow. And I said, eh, I'm storing up for fertilizer, you know, talking with people in that group and, and writing videos. I was trying to liken what I'm doing to, you know, if I can have one nice long video that talks about a, a topic, um, then being able to share that with somebody else, uh, it's like having, you know, fertilizer that I can give them and maybe it, it helps them in, in their, their journey in whatever capacity. Uh, and I clarified, of course, obviously not the BS kind because, uh, there's an obvious joke I was leaving myself open for there. She says, all the admins see you see in you is self-promotion. In my other groups, I don't even allow it. I'm being gracious with you, but it's got to stop. Okay, so this is where we hit a, kind of a tricky part, right? Because this is their group, and I'm honor-bound to abide by the rules of the group. So if this is a rule of the group, I'm open to it. And there's two different rules that could be here. And so I try to clarify, I said, you mean all videos or long videos? I never set out to make a long video of any particular length, but I have been trying to make them shorter, though some of them, as you've seen, uh, have, have broached uh, the, the 50 minute mark or so. She says, all videos, this is a discussion group, discuss, don't give people videos. If you must, then find another group. I admin 10 groups. Hopefully you won't run into me again. I said, I love video because it gives you tone of voice and that's so much of how we communicate. And that really is the case. You know, uh, if you watched or if you've seen my whole thing about uh, the fair fact where I just talk about it here, you know, it's not about self-promotion, it's about clarity. I never said you stole his money seems clear when you write it down. But if you watch the video that I shared, uh, I showed how many possible interpretations you could have for that one sentence. And it's actually many, many possible interpretations, more than there are words in a sentence. Theological precision is aided greatly through clear communication. She says, we don't care about tone of voice, inflection, or otherwise. That's purely self-promotion. We care about scripture being delivered in its proper context without any slant of any denomination. I said, I care about that too, but part of how you do that is through tone of voice and inflection when having a conversation. She says, your videos are clearly slanted and have zero context. Uh, and I said, as an addition to this, plus it can help people from assuming bad faith on the part of one of the debate interlocutors. So the fact that I'm talking with you, making eye contact, uh, trying to reason through um, in, a, in a friendly way, uh, both your side and my side, uh, is oftentimes very, very helpful. It shows people that you're respecting them, that you're listening to them, and you know, having to type all that out, it just becomes ridiculous. You know, it can take way longer to have to have a, a typed out engagement than it does to, to shoot a video and be able to share that with somebody. Um, and then I said, in response to your videos are clearly slanted, I said, your opinion on the interpretation of scriptures is also clearly slanted, but you can't see it because you're assuming it's the orthodox position of scripture, even when most of what you assert doesn't go back even 500 years in Christian history, let alone 1900 plus years to the martyr church. She says, I'm assuming nothing. I said, you are though. She says, I'm an ex-Catholic. I heard it before, but you don't even stick to Catholicism. You use anyone that agrees with you. I said, false. She says, you're basically teaching your own religion. I said, uh, I'm an ex-Catholic too, which is sort of to us raised nominally Catholic. Uh, I left, became agnostic, and then reinvestigated and became Catholic. Uh, I think I've shared the story with you guys before. If not, I'll, I'll make a whole video about it sometime. I said, it's amazing how many of them are out there, us ex-Catholics. She says, you used Calvin. So this was in response to a post where she was arguing about a, a line from 1 Corinthians 4 was a definitive proof of soul scripture. I said, I quoted Calvin to show that your interpretation of 1 Corinthians 4 was definitively not, or wasn't definitively. Those means different when you, when you phrase it. Anyways. Uh, 
depending on the, the, the word order. I quoted Calvin to show that your interpretation of 1 Corinthians 4 was definitively wasn't definitively pro sola scriptura, even from the perspective of one who asserted definitively the doctrine of sola scriptura. I'm not citing him as a source I put a lot of stock in, but as a hostile witness, they can be sometimes very beneficial to one's cause if even they support one's case. That's basic logic and argument. Does that make sense? She says, Calvin's not someone who taught truth. He's as confused as they come. And I said, I don't disagree with you there. Look, we already found common ground. Smiley face. She said, if you start commenting next week, lose the videos, deal with one thing at a time, wish you well. And I said, peace of Christ. At this point, I was willing to stop doing videos, uh, potentially. And then this was, I don't know how long this was. This was uh, about a week, about four or five days later. Out of the blue, she sends this to me in a message because, of course, I can't uh, comment in the group. Uh, and it's this comment. Uh, there is the, the ossuary of James, the brother of Jesus, that was found uh, a while ago. Uh, and in fact, this is back in 2002. I remember reading about this uh, about the time I was graduating from college. 2003 or so. And so she sent me this and she wanted to know, because we've been having a lot of discussions about Mary's perpetual virginity, uh, whether it's reasonable or not and everything else. And uh, I, I first gave her a tongue-in-cheek response. Uh, I said, 2003 called. They want their breaking news story back. <laughs> and then I said, I'm actually on the road right now because I was driving. Uh, my son's a cross-country meet I'm driving to. I don't have time for a full response, but here's a pretty well thought out uh, piece. And this is from Jimmy Aiken over at Catholic.com uh, from 2003. And it talks about the ossuary. And there's so many different things. If you want to read it, just Google Catholic.com burial box of St. James, and you'll be able to find it. And it kind of talks about all the different applications or, or possibilities, but it could be a forgery. It could be a different James. James and Jesus were both very common names. Um, you know, there's just lots of different possibilities. And even if it is the actual James, um, which I don't think it is because I think we actually know where his remains were. Um, but even if it was, uh, even if it was that James, um, it doesn't necessarily prove anything other than he was a family member of Jesus. So, um, Circular reasoning when used Catholic sources. I said, the source I shared is a Catholic source, but it doesn't itself use Catholic sources. I assume that you share that with me either because you either because you wanted the Catholic take on it or you thought it a pretty damning defeat to the idea that perpetual virginity of Mary. Either way, a sound Orthodox Catholic approach to the response seems to be what was in order. So that's what I gave you. Again, I can't actually comment on length right now because I'm driving. Well, the story of the CC Catholic Church created is not recorded in the Bible or Jewish history, so why did they make it up? I don't expect you to, I'm guessing, respond. I said again, Mary's response to the angel is in and of itself enough to prove that she understood what sex was and where babies came from and that she was not planning to have a traditional marriage. She says, at that time, she was of bearing age. They claim all this happened when she was three. I think that what she's referencing is maybe the Proto-Evangelium of James, but I don't know. So no, you're adding to your presupposition in there. I am a woman. I could easily relate to her response. You cannot. This is sexist, but whatever. They said, who claims what happened when she was three? Your church. Where does my church make any claims about three-year-old Mary? Are you talking about the Proto-Evangelium of James? Because the church doesn't take that as scripture. Similar to siding with Calvin earlier, it's less about showing this definitively is or isn't the case and more about showing evidence that a belief similar to what I am positing has existed for thousands of years. Again, it's kind of how evidence works. You build a case based on all available data. Obviously, scripture takes a primary importance, but it's not the only source of information we have about this. And if we can see the early Christians had this idea circulating around, it at least gives credence to the idea. Wow, you're quite gullible. And you're quite good at name-calling and asserting that your interpretation is the correct interpretation against every other Christian in the world. I'm still waiting to figure out where the Catholic Church talks about Mary at age three because the Catholic Church doesn't. So either you've made a false statement, though I'll presume that you are simply misinformed and not lying. Show me a church document that states this, and I will tip my hat to you and admit that I was wrong, but I don't believe that it exists. 
She says, showing that someone has similar beliefs as you means nothing. It does, though. Uh, there are nuts to be found everywhere. You can find anything on the Internet and always someone to agree with you. This is this is about 2000 years before Al Gore invented the Internet. <laughs> what you should be asking is, does Scripture agree with you? If it doesn't, don't force it. Submit to it. But the, the thing is, the Scripture doesn't sub, doesn't in, implicitly endorse either side. And again, Mary's own statement to the angel, when the angel gives her in the future tense, how can this be since I do not know man? She knew she was betrothed to Joseph, but before they started living together. The angel comes to her and says, Hail, ke karitomine, kaire, ke karitomine, hail full of grace, you will conceive a son. And she says, how can this be since I do not know man? Now, if she just said, how can this be? Maybe we would think, well, she's wondering, how can this be? I'm going to bear a son who's going to be called the son of God, right? That would be an impressive thing to be told. And you might say, well, how can that be, right? But she doesn't. She doesn't say, how can that be? She says, how can this be, the, me becoming pregnant, because I do not know man? U aner ginesko in Greek, which means literally, man, I do not know. <laughs> um, so literally, her statement makes no sense. It it literally tells you everything you need to know that she understood where babies came from. She understood uh, that she was married and was going to be living together with Joseph at some point in the future. If an angel comes to you and says in the future, you're going to have a baby and you say, how is that possible? That tells you something. And the, the thing is the early Christians didn't necessarily think this was something that needed to be written down. And that's fine. You know, on the, the, the tier, the hierarchies of truth that are important, this one is more like um, the gilding on the frame right? It's not quintessential to our belief, but it is true. And because it's true, it shows us some of God's handiwork. It shows us what he's done in creation. And it actually makes the Old Testament and the New Testament fit together better and rhyme more completely. To deny it is actually to deny something in the beauty of Scripture that's there that you can't see if you're just taking a superficial reading, but that's all she's willing to do is take a superficial reading. And even then she's not, because again, a superficial reading of Mary's words to the angel in Luke 1 clearly blow out of the water the idea that she was planning to have a baby. But I'm a man, so I don't have a, a right to say that. She says, I'm always open to having my mind change. I didn't become Catholic because I wanted to become Catholic. I actively railed against it for years. She says, well, now you're swallowing junk and calling it theology. I said, you know what else is nuts? Believing the canon is infallible, but not knowing how you got it. You just assume that it appeared out of nowhere, and you have a big mystery box with a question mark that says, I guess the Holy Spirit did it. When the Bible itself was, of course, completely silent about this point. You have yet to actually address this in our whole conversation, going back to a conversation on the board, and I think also in this message thread from the previous video. What junk am I swallowing? Well, buddy, you got to make crap up to about me to feel good about yourself, I'm quite done. I said, what did I make up? I even gave you the benefit of the doubt. I presumed you were not lying, whereas I've frequently been called a liar. You said the Catholic Church teaches something about Mary since she was three years old. Give me a document or recant the statement. And that was the end. She never responded back. Uh, a couple of days went by, I think it was a uh, day and a half at least. And uh, this, uh, you know, we left at this. She never recanted. She never took it back. She never gave me documents. So I think she understood that she was wrong, but in her pride, she didn't want to let it go. And then I noticed a couple of people um, sharing videos on the, the main board, right? Um, here's one. Uh, this is a message for all Christians. It explains the idea of our lives as Christians. Um, let me see if I can see. I'm, I'm inside of a tab, so I can't just click on this. Shoot. Um, but basically, 
this is an it was an anti-Catholic post. Um, let me see if I can come over here and I'll post this really quickly so you can see it. So uh, this message of all Christians, uh, Catholics believe we must do something to be saved, thus their belief in mass and sacraments, which Protestants call a work for religion, and rightly so. Catholics think, sometimes rightly so. Protestants believe that once saved, always saved, which means... Anyway, so this was kind of an anti-Catholic post, and uh, she posted a video. So I shared this with this administrator, and I said, hey, uh, what gives? Uh, oops, this is a totally different conversation with my wife about uh, dinner. <laughs> uh, so I said, I'm assuming this post is not okay since it's a video. She didn't respond. A couple of days later, another here's another post from somebody else rejecting Rome. Actually, I'm in the middle of doing a video on this guy, and this is actually the first video I couldn't find, I think, originally. So I will be doing a full video series on his series, but each of his videos is over an hour long. And it, it took me an hour of video to get through the first five minutes. Uh, not even that. I think it was like three and a half minutes or whatever. Um, so here's another post somebody's posting up. If you don't remove this, I'm going to make the assumption that you're fine with me posting videos too, rather than making the assumption that you're a hypocrite now there's a little bit of snark in there but at the same time this is a, this is the double-edged sword right and either videos are allowed or they're not she never responds back um and then okay so here we have i'm gonna have to pause for a second so this is a screenshot because fortunately i hadn't reset my um i hadn't reset my um my phone since I posted this in the evening at 10 p.m. Uh, so it was still up. And this is when the first ban was officially up on the group. And I said, well, in the spirit of Christian charity, they banned me for a week for not agreeing with the mod. Then I was told that posts couldn't be started with videos, but video threads have been happening and have not been deleted. I should have said, I've pointed this out to the mods and they've done nothing, but I then said, so I'm going to assume that the ban on posting videos has been lifted, a more pleasant assumption than that a mod is a hypocrite. So I figured I'd share an interesting video I found in my week off from this group talking about the Pope in the first few centuries and his relationship to various councils in the East. And somebody said, wait, why is his face orange? We had a little bit of fun here. Um, so L oh, so he says, isn't that horns I see? And he said, LOL, you got me. Okay, Pappas, pack it in. It's been a good run, but they found us out. You know, I like to have fun with these guys and, and be playful with them. Uh, and then somebody said, and then Diana says this. Well, shoot, that's her name. Anyway, um, Justin West, returning with blatant lies, does you no favors. Now, nothing in what I just posted here was a blatant lie. Uh, everything uh, here, I've just walked you through, right? Um, so literally there is nothing here that is a lie. Um, but she says it was. So then I just said, which part was the blatant lie? The part which I've documented where you said you blocked me because of my interpretation of scriptures is different from yours. And then I showed her uh, the conversation we had because um, I've been telling you you're teaching lies against scripture. You're making things up. You're ignoring and continuing to ignore, etc. Um, and then I said, or is it the part where you said all video posts were not allowed? And I said this, if you start coming next week, lose the videos, deal with it one, one thing at a time. Uh, let's see. Uh, Oh, sorry, there. And I said, long videos or all videos? She said, all videos. This is a discussion group. Uh, discuss. Don't give people videos. Um, so I said, the part where you said all video posts were not allowed. I said, after which I pointed out multiple other threads that were started with videos, ones not created by the original poster in which you never removed or acknowledged 
um, upon me bringing them to you. And then I gave an example of two, those two that I just shared with you guys a second ago, uh, two different posts that were, were put out in the group. I said, this makes you a blatant liar and a hypocrite after calling me a liar, which is documentably false. And then here's that post I put out. I said, unmute me again, please. And actually, uh, after this, I reached out to a couple of different admins in the group and one of them unmuted me. I made three or four comments and she muted, they muted me again. So I said, unmute me again, unmute me, please, again. And quit calling me a liar when I can definitively prove that of the two of us, uh, it is you who is speaking untruthfully, and I just documented it with the screenshots above. You are literally showing yourself to be a liar and a hypocrite in the situation, making claims against me which are demonstrably false. Carefully consider if this is the fruit of the Spirit or merely your own pride. And that was the end of our conversation. Um, so that's going to be the end of this video. Um, it's just kind of frustrating, though, because literally... This is somebody who is acting very self-righteously um, without much humility. Um, and I still view her as a, as a sister in Christ, you know, even though she'll deny that I'm her brother in Christ. Um, you know, and I'm trying to have an open and honest dialogue with her and with other people on this board, and they simply don't want to hear it. Um, and whenever you start to push too hard and they don't have an answer, they get frustrated and they just, they block you, they mute you, whatever it is. So I'm probably done with this group, in all honesty, uh, but I figured I would shoot this video and uh, I'm going to put it out there. So if you guys have any questions, uh, comments, or concerns, obviously let me know. If you think I'm in the wrong here, sign, you know, let me know down below in the comments. Uh, obviously, um, you know, I'm not perfect and I, uh, I make mistakes, you know, I'm, I'm very clear about this and I'm, I'm open to correction. If someone can definitively show me Catholicism is wrong, I'll leave. Right. Um, I really have a hard time believing inside of the realm of Christianity. You're going to do that. Um, you might convince me over to some other, uh, religion. If you had a really strong proof, uh, that, that, you know, blew me out of the water. I can't, I don't know what that would even look like. Um, but inside of Christianity, at this point, I'm fairly certain, understanding the history of Christianity, um, you know, from its earliest ages on, which by the way, you should totally watch this video. Um, if you Google uh, Ray Ryland, um, papal authority in the early church, uh, he's actually, he's a married priest. Oh, gasp, but they exist. <laughs> he's a married, he's a married priest. And he started off as a Calvinist, and then he eventually made his way, reading scripture made him Anglican, and then reading, reading scripture made him, I think he went Orthodox briefly before eventually becoming Catholic. So he fought it as long as he could before he came home to Rome. And, and what you'll find is um, most Protestant ministers, as they become steeped in history uh, or deep in history, to be deep in history, as Cardinal John Henry Newman said, is to cease to be Protestant. And he couldn't resist it, right? And so this literally goes through the first uh, seven or so ecumenical councils from the East and the West, and it shows how the papacy actually led those councils. Um, and even the, uh, the the councils themselves, the Eastern councils said the, the papacy has the primacy because it is the successor of Rome, which in my opinion, and I would think in most people's opinion, basically undercuts the, the current position of the Orthodox churches, which are now just fractured um, and, you know, broken down into to small national churches that can't convoke a conference anymore, right, or a council. So anyway, so please Google that. It's totally worth the watch. It's a very, very good watch. Whether you're Catholic, Orthodox, or Protestant, uh, obviously it's going to have a very Catholic bent to it, but I think it's true. Uh, and if it's not true, it's something for you to engage with and, and refute. Um, certainly I'm open to refutations of, uh, of Father Ryland as well, but uh, what he presents is actually quite engaging, especially the latter half of it when he starts getting into the 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 dialogue with the Pope and the councils and everything else. So I'm going to go ahead and end this here. If you guys have any questions, let me know. Otherwise, God bless you.
and uh, see you soon. Feel free to like and subscribe and share and all that stuff. <laughs> Bye-bye.